So glad you could be here today. I'm Heidi Higgins, and you are listening to K-12 on Learning. In this episode, we're going to address online learning from a student perspective. This is a look back in the life of an online student who was enrolled for eight years in an online school. She's an adult now, and I asked her how it has affected her life and the role online learning played in her confidence, her social skills, her academics, and her future. This is a personal perspective, and it is my joy to introduce you to Holly Luce. Holly, thanks for joining me. This is a special treat for me because you're my daughter, my youngest daughter. You're the youngest of six children in the Higgins household, and you were just a first grader when we enrolled in K-12. So I started K-12 halfway through my first grade year. It was all I knew growing up. I went back to traditional brick and mortar school my freshman year of high school. I was in K-12 first grade through eighth grade. I'm graduating in April with my bachelor's and headed for my master's. I speak Slovene, Croatian, Serbian, and Bosnian, and I'm decent at English too. (laughs) I hope so. Thank you. I remember we first learned about K-12. We went to a big event where there was a bunch of curriculum set all around the room. I remember walking over to the table of curriculum and seeing blocks. And I asked him what they were for and what the kids used them for in his school. And he said that it helped them learn math. And I, at the time, hated math. And so I was like, blocks and math? That could work for me. And I remember thinking that I wanted to learn with blocks. And I was determined that I would learn with blocks. And when I got my first package of curriculum, when I got my first box addressed to Holly and it was full of supplies for school and there was blocks in it, I was super excited. That's great. So you were at home starting in the middle of your first grade year. Do you have some memories of those early years that you'd like to share? I remember you setting up a computer just for me. And when I was in the traditional brick and mortar, you had to have computer turns and your name would pop up on the screen. It was super exciting. And so I was excited that I had my own computer. (laughs) That's fun. I know that you did enjoy your space. In fact, one of the things I remember about having you at home was that you like to decorate your space. That was a big deal to you. Yes, having it decorated, having it organized. And I really liked when it looked more organized than one of my siblings because they're not always the cleanest. And so if mine could look more organized or cuter than theirs, I would always print off pictures of quotes or dogs or something and I'd put them up on the wall. I still do that. I remember, well, you were you were schooled at home with two siblings and both older than you. So one came home when she was a sixth grader, the other was a fourth grader, and then you a first grader. And that was kind of a handful to have you all at home. Did you, could you sense my being overwhelmed? No, I think you handled it pretty well. I, I always, I mean, I noticed when you introduced me at the beginning, you didn't mention how I'm your favorite. <laughs> but I am. Well, it's, you know, facts are facts. <laughs> I feel like growing up, I always knew that your favorite thing in the world was to be our mom. And so the fact that we got to stay home with you, I thought that was like exciting for you. I didn't realize it was probably a really stressful time. I thought that you were just like, well, I miss my friends. So they're coming home. That's how I saw it. I missed you. So I was excited to come home. Thank you. That's a great memory. Thanks for sharing that. Very cute. I loved having you girls home. It meant a lot to me. And, you know, I got to thinking that for some of us, it's kind of a sacrifice to come home. But after I was home for a little while, I realized who would I rather spend my time with? It was a great experience. I had a good time with you girls. And I think we explored and we learned a lot together. And frankly, there was a lot of multiple generation learning going on. 
Yeah, I, I remember learned. I remember one science lesson when I pronounced a name correctly and you clicked the button on k12.com to figure out how it was said and I'd pronounced it correctly and you were like, how did you know that? <laughs> Isn't that funny? I Van Leeuwenhoek, wasn't that the name? Anton Van Leeuwenhoek, yeah. The, <laughs> what is he, the inventor of the microscope? Anton Van Leeuwenhoek. I remember that name. That's funny. Because I, I did appreciate that in the curriculum, we could learn how to pronounce things. That curriculum helped us a lot. We had a lot of fun with it. I enjoyed it just as much as you guys did. Because it was yeah. kind of exciting to learn. Right now, my job is, I'm an MA at a urology office, and I use a microscope every day and to analyze bacteria and stuff. And randomly the other day, I said to one of my coworkers, the inventor of Anton, like the inventor of the microscope, and I knew his name. And she was like, how do you just know the name of the, and I was like, that was a big moment in my learning. It was a big moment. <laughs> It was. I remember your learning was sometimes unconventional. You were not one to sit in a chair all the time. No, I wasn't. Growing up in Idaho, you have all four seasons. You get the snow where you can go skiing and sledding. And my favorite thing, my absolute favorite thing about my childhood was that I was not controlled by time. I was controlled by a to-do list, basically. I would wake up and I'd know what I have to do before I'm allowed to go do my favorite things. And so school became not something to get out of the way, but my permission to go outside. If I could get my piano practiced and my history done and my language arts done, instantly the rest of the day was mine. And I would go outside and I'd jump on the tramp and I would play with my friends and my friends were my siblings. And so <laughs> I had the best childhood. And a lot of the times I would do my reading on the trampoline and I would do my my math with chalk on the sidewalk and you would take a picture of it. And it gave me so much freedom to learn how I learn, which is a lot more a lot more motion than is allowed in a chair. For sure. You probably wouldn't have had that same experience in a in a desk in a classroom with everyone. No, I remember that you you did not like to sit still. I remember you jumping up and down on the trampoline and spelling word for your spelling. I remember that distinctly. And I know I have pictures of you on the trampoline doing some of your language arts workbooks. I, I love those days. Maybe we'll include that picture here. It was fun to watch you learn and it was fun to explore with you. The fact that you had the freedom, something that I noticed is that you had a childhood. You weren't forced to grow up too quickly. Now, you are the youngest of six. Your first three siblings went to traditional schools. And then I got a chance to bring you younger three home. And it was really interesting to see the difference, how you matured. It was kind of fun because you played with dolls. You played with each other. You had a good time. You giggled a lot. I didn't really see that with the older ones as much. I will remember you sitting in front of a mirror and you were looking at yourself and you said, I am so beautiful. <laughs> you were like second grade. And I thought that wouldn't have happened with your older siblings because immediately, oh, I'm not wearing stripes or I don't have the turtleneck or I need a necklace to go with this shirt. You know, immediately the social pressures of um, being out in the world were a little different. What was your socialization like? Do you remember how you got friends? How can we tell people what that experience was like? So one of my favorite things as an adult is when someone finds out that I was schooled at home. I loved when my husband found that out. I love when all my friends in college found that out, that I was schooled on traditionally because you don't look like a homeschooler. You don't act like a homeschooler. My biggest red flag with people is if they have problems getting along with others. It's hard to get along with siblings. I had no option. 
They were sitting right next to me all day. I couldn't get away from them when I went to school. They were sitting right next to me. And so what a, what a great way to learn social skills. And you, you're in your own family. You have to get along with your sister. She's helping you read your science homework. You can't hate her. <laughs> I personally think getting along with family members is one of the best benefits I got from being at home. I learned how to respect my mom. I learned that the best thing in this world is when your sister's nice to you and you get to go play after school. I think that learning social skills with your siblings is huge, first off. A lot of the ways I socialized outside of the home were with church groups. I was always very active in those. I did some singing and dancing groups. And when I got a little older, I joined a lot of sports teams. I played tennis. I played soccer. And I always just kind of fit in. Very good. In fact, I remember this isn't available all over the country, but you played on a junior high team where you never went to that junior high. Yeah. But they were happy to have you there. And it was a, that was a fun time. Those were, those were good things. So being social doesn't really have to do too much with what is provided for you. It's what you seek. Yes. I always wanted to make friends. I never struggled making friends. Looking for ways to make friends is important. Joining those sports teams and looking for local community activities. When you're schooled at home, you get to decide who you socialize with. I learned very quickly that making friends is up to the individual, not their situation. Very good. We had an opportunity because we were at home and because of the nature of my work. I worked while you were doing some of your schooling. We traveled a lot. We put a lot of miles in cars and one particular time you were sitting next to boxes and boxes and boxes of curriculum in the back seat of a car when we got a flat tire. Do you remember that day? I still think that's why I don't have fully developed hips. <laughs> I was too squished. <laughs> it could happen. That was that was pretty rough. The, the worst part is we had to empty almost everything out. <laughs> when the tire blew because you overfilled our car. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is kind of how it worked. You became pretty quickly, and, and at the time I was working for K-12. So what we were doing is we were introducing families who were interested in schooling this way. And because it had been so successful in our home, we were invited to then go out and share our experiences with other people. We traveled to many states together. The most surprising things, but sweetest things, is that people really prefer to speak to you. And I love that. Do you remember some of the questions that were asked? I was mortified by one of them once. They said, Holly, what is the thing you hate about schooling at home and online? Do you remember your answer? No snow days. <laughs> no snow days, no sick days. Man, you can read a book in bed. <laughs> Learn that very fast, yeah. <laughs> That was kind of fun. When the question was asked, I was kind of terrified of what you'd say, but it was interesting. But we do have some, from time to time, there'll be a technology glitch. Thank goodness that gives us an extra moment or two when we can catch our breath. And we, we always call that a snow day, a technology snow day. I remember one time you were in a meeting and we were kind of in a semicircle. It was a meeting with your staff, with more K-12 staff. You were all in a semicircle and my two big sisters and I were sitting at the front of it, and you just had us doing school while you presented. I remember having a question, and I raised my hand, and I asked you, and my teacher just happened to be in the room. <laughs> and she, she thought it was so cool to watch you answer my question. I wasn't asking her. Well, something interesting when you're school at home that you don't think about is that you've got two adults with you. You've got the parent who's going to be really close and your first person to call 
then you've got a teacher who can answer those questions too. And I know, I realize that sometimes I kind of threatened you with teachers, but um, <laughs> you tell Mrs. Brown you can't turn that in today. <laughs> um, that would happen from, from time to time. What do you remember about your interaction with the teachers? This was probably the thing that I at first noticed was the biggest difference. When I was, I mean, for the first part of my first grade year, I would go and I'd see my teacher and she was, she was awesome. But when I came home, I was so excited when I got to meet my teacher. I had heard her voice. I had even emailed her as a first grader. I was so excited to meet her and see her face and get to know her. I remember our relationship got to be a lot more fun when we were in person because that was our opportunity to get to know each other. So you'd meet her at outings? would meet her at testing times, mm -hmm. would run into her, and she knew you pretty well. Yeah. In fact, I pulled up my old, old, old email the other day looking for a photo, and I saw some emails to a teacher. And it was, I think it was something like 2003. And my husband laughed. He was like, you were emailing teachers asking for extensions even back then. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting that teachers do have a relationship that's beyond the classroom, a traditional classroom. You remembered your face-to-face -face encounter with your classroom teachers. And then you noticed the difference when you could listen to them and see them online and the excitement about being able to see them from time to time. We tried to go to as many outings as the school offered. And that was something that was kind of enjoyable. As you look back, Holly, what are the things now in your life as an adult? You're married. You are just about to graduate from college. You're headed on to graduate school. You're in the medical field in your work. What are the things that you experience day to day that may have helped you that you learned while you were schooling at home? One thing that I notice now is that I know that I have the same 24 hours in a day as other people. I loved when my soccer teammates would notice that I had played for four hours by myself before practice and that I had gotten a little bit better because I'd had that extra practice time. And so now I recognize that it's up to me to decide what my day looks like. Another big thing is when you're schooled online, there's not someone in your face asking you to turn things in. Yes, you have due dates, but it's not a constant reminder. And I really do think that that has helped me in college so much to be self-reliant. I'm not doing work for someone else. I'm doing work for me to get it done so that I can go do the rest of the things that I need to do that day. A lot of online learning is you reading the material, you mastering the material, you taking the test and moving on. And in college, especially right now when I'm online, I get the opportunity to read the material, master the material, and move on. And most of what I notice about my online learning comes into play in college. Interesting. It's what you're, it did prepare you. You didn't have that awkward transition time, did you? No. I already knew how to reach out to a professor. I'd done that. I already knew how to make a list of things that you need to do that day. In general, my transition to college was very seamless. I left K-12 with so much confidence. Yeah, I'm not scared of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually witnessed that. You uh, took me to Croatia and Bosnia. And um, 
a few of those other countries. I think we visited seven. And you could speak those languages and show me around, and you were not the least bit afraid, although I was terrified most of the time. But you, <laughs> you took me around and had the confidence to deal with people and work with people. I mean, growing up with you working and presenting our way of life taught me a lot about people are probably interested in your story. So share it. Talk to people. I was never afraid to tell someone how I was schooled. Never ashamed of it because I was convinced it was the coolest thing about me. Do you remember how your dad played a role in your schooling? Dad was math teacher. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. You know, I fell in love with him all over again because of that. <laughs> he was good at it, and you were not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Truth. <laughs> Truth. You know, that's where the, the learning came in. I, I wish I would have paid a little bit more attention in those, <laughs> in those learning sessions, but you're right. I was, that was not my strength, nor my interest. And one day, um, I was sitting with one of your older siblings at the dining room table, and we were trying to work on algebra, and it was not a pretty sight. And there were emotions, and there was frustration, and it was kind of getting out of hand. And, and I remember him coming home. He walked in, and all cheery like he always is, you know, hi, how you doing today? And I, as I recall, I, I pushed the book a little harder than I should have toward him and said, you know what, she's your daughter too. Can you help here? But it was at that moment, Holly, that he took over being the math teacher of the home. What was that like for you? I liked that there was teamwork. I liked that I asked mom, she might not know. I could ask dad, he might not know. I had a teacher to back it up. And there was teamwork in my education. And still, I'll email you and dad and ask you for help on my college homework. For suggestions, I loved when dad could help. It usually went with a lot less tears. <laughs> Sometimes. Having you both involved in my education, loved it. It was sweet. And like I said, I, I fell in love with him all over again because we had to work together. It had to be a teamwork effort. You know, some families don't have the advantage of two parents, but those that do, I hope that they involve both of them because it's a beautiful thing when that teamwork is, uh, is developing. He wanted to teach math and he was a little frustrated when we had a move in the middle of your education. We moved to a neighboring community. He is very math conscious and budget conscious. And all of you had long, long hair. Mm -hmm. The three of you that were left at home had hair to your waist. And he was a little worried about the cost of electricity, hot water bills. And uh, do you remember what he did to help you with math and life? Us three had a budget and we had to pay three bills and we had $100 for each of those bills. It was electricity, water. It was gas and electricity. Was yeah. water one of them? Yes, because the, the water was part of the electrical. So we had a group of bills to pay and a budget of how much we could spend. The bill would come to the house. We'd go to the mailbox and say it was $73 and we had $100 to spend. We would go downstairs with our dad, pay the bill, and the leftover in the bank account after we'd pay the bill went to a new bank account called Disney World. I learned very fast how to turn off the water and the lights. You really did. In fact, I believe it only took us two years and you had enough money that we traveled and took the whole family to Disney World. That was such a good way to teach me how to turn off the lights when I leave a room. And it impacted you to this day. 
one of my favorite things is handling my my budget with just me and my husband. That's something I would recommend. It really did have an impact on our whole family because we were all in this education thing. All of us participated. And when there were times when it would get overwhelming, and that happened, we were a bunch of women at home for the most part. And were, do you remember tears ever? You know, that's, that happened. Almost every day, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of us was in tears at some point, almost every day, because that's, that's the nature of life. And yet we seemed to handle it. Instead of lashing out, we did the walk around the block or we went outside on that trampoline. Did we have a dog at that? Yeah, we had two dogs in between the time that I was yeah. schooled. I think we, we had a, a, a mental sanity pet, <laughs> and that was, that was something that was helpful to you, I think. My favorite time of day was when you would take Jackie and I upstairs, and we would go sit on the couch, and Jackie would sit on one side, I would sit on the other side, and it was history time. Sometimes you would trick me into to helping to read some of those questions, because we were at the end of the day, it was mm, after lunch. It was like one. Okay. <laughs> And we would sit on either side of you, and we would just want you to read us history out loud. It was the best time. Mom, come read us history. And about one or two minutes into it, you would start to <laughs> doze off. There were moments when I was tired. <laughs> and I would wake up alone. <laughs> Jackie and I would very slowly scoot off of the couch and dash downstairs and play. I remember. Sometimes I didn't make it the whole lesson, that's for sure. <laughs> it was a it was a long day for me sometimes. Yeah, that was those were fun times. Interestingly, history is still my favorite subject and you know. Mine too. Means nap time. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. There you go. True story. <laughs> we weren't perfect at this, were we? No. And I guess that also has given me a lot of confidence in college. I wasn't, we weren't perfect and I'm not perfect now. I would say the majority of the days looked, looked like every kid's dream. You know, mom asleep on the couch. I'm playing. <laughs> I was done with school early on. I was not I asleep on the couch, <laughs> except for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> in the early afternoon. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah, you're right. You could go play and you had a lot of freedom. And we, we did extra things in our community. We were active in our neighborhood, back neighborhood watch things. So we, we were around a lot. Yeah, I felt like I knew everyone around me. Everyone knew that I was the best babysitter because I could I could adjust my schedule a little. I We did have to protect that schedule some because I, sometimes I get calls at 10 in the morning. Hey, we know Holly's home. Can you send her over? No. <laughs> She's got school until two. Thanks. <laughs> you know? The flexibility it offered was right for me. And I know some kids don't need that. But my personality, I needed the flexibility to get done with school a little earlier or maybe not start school until a little later. And sometimes the best thing was that flexibility that was offered that I could even get ahead and do something do something that was due next week on a day that I knew that I really wanted to be done a little earlier. Those were those were great experiences because you learned how to master your own schedule and create time for the things that you love. I still do that. My least favorite feeling in college is doing homework on the day it's due. I've seen that about you. You loved to work ahead and get things done early. And I've, I've seen that even in your life today that you've got things done weeks in advance. Yeah, you create your own freedom. <laughs> That's a beautiful statement. You create your own freedom by getting the work done. What would happen, we've got some out there that have children who are reluctant learners, or they're bored, or they don't want to get something done. 
any recommendation? Did you ever experience that? At the beginning, I would say that was kind of a struggle for me. You would print off our daily plan, our daily schedule, the things that we had to get done for school. You would add a few things at the bottom, piano, clean your room, walk the dog. And when everything was checked off of that list, you called it my ticket to freedom and I cashed it in every day. You were actually very good at that because that freedom was important to you. You wanted friends. You wanted a social life. You wanted to do other things. You had a sister that wasn't quite into that. She didn't like to start until a little later in the day. She was working later in the day too. Yeah. I remember sometimes I would have had my school done, played the whole day, and I'd come in and she was still working on her essay. <laughs> You made it a choice and a priority to search for that education is finished, so we have freedom. If there's problems getting your day started, look for something fun to do. Schooling at home is hard. There's no shortcut to a good education. Sometimes you can make it harder on yourself than it has to be. It is hard. It's not a walk through the park, but sometimes the best way to look at it is okay, how do we adapt this to us? It's not the same household to household. It wasn't even the same in our household, student to student. So the best thing for me was to wake up check, 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 do all the things I had to and go outside. My sister was sleep, do things, do things, do things, and then get to your homework. If there's things that motivate the child, not bribing, my motivation was just to go outside. And if I knew that I could, sometimes I even got to do my homework outside. Finding things that work for you and your kid doesn't have to work for the whole family. That's the key to making this work and to making it really, really enjoyable. Great advice. Thank you. It's kind of fun to sit here as your mom and learning coach and hear you say some of those things. There were some pretty long days. You always had a good attitude about beginning. Would you suggest this kind of education to anyone else? It is not for everyone. Like I said, not a shortcut. But for those that it works for, it's awesome. It's a great option. If what you're currently doing is not working, it's a great option. It was the best option for me. Now, we didn't come to K-12 because things weren't working. First heard about it. I felt strongly we should try it because one of your sisters was frustrated in her, in her public school education. She wasn't getting enough. And this way we could add to some of the things that she needed and consequently things you needed and your other sister needed. Frankly, I needed. And the best part was having the three of you home where we could have a great experience. So we had a first grader, fourth grader, and sixth grader, and you were home for eight years. So kind of a, an amazing experience to spend that kind of time doing something with people I love. I fit in at school before. I had no problem with my first eighth grade class, but I also had no problem with my ninth grade class. It's not a solution to a problem. If there's a problem, it could be a solution, but it's such a fun option. What were the stresses and how did you handle some of them? Yes. And where did I they I was not the best at math. It's a public school, so I had to pass all of the standardized testing. I didn't do so well on my standardized test. I got a nice little email from my teacher that said, hey, we need to start meeting together Tuesdays and Thursdays. Help me. I was in the classroom with my teacher, a few other students who needed a little extra boost in our education. The next year when the standardized test came along, I took it. I was stressed. I studied, prepared, did my best, went to those Tuesday and Thursday extra sessions. Then when I took the test, I got a letter in the mail and I still have it. It was from one of my favorite teachers and she was just letting me know that the difference in my grade was astronomical. Was. I'd gone up 50 points when the average was 12. And she just, she reached out to me and it was so nice of her to reach out and say, hey, you did so good on your math. Obviously, it was just a little extra help that you needed. That indiv individualized learning is what I needed for math. 
and now I'm graduating. Now I'm graduating in a math-based degree. I remember that letter, and I remember how exciting it was to uh, to see the growth that you'd made. You know, that was that that first standardized test scared us, um, but the growth and the time that that teacher took with you and a couple of other families. And interestingly enough, you all had, she let you meet a little early in the classroom. Do you remember that? Yeah. And we would have access to the online whiteboard and we would draw and talk. I still am friends with a lot of those people that I was doing that extra math hour with. That was a, that was a precious experience because that teacher cared enough and knew her students well enough to group a couple of you together. Mm-hmm. so that you could grow. And she was very impressed by how quickly everyone learned. And that 50 points was kind of a blow away. I think standardized testing was more stressful for you. Honestly, it was probably the hardest time of the year. Because I, <laughs> yeah, it reflected on how I was helping to conduct school in my home. And it was, it was a stressful time. And I, I remember the head of school kind of taking me aside and she just said, you know, your daughters have done well. You've been there for them. You've made sure that school is happening in your home. Let's just give it a try. And so you did really well, except in that one area. But when you started to show growth and huge improvement, and it wasn't me. It was because a teacher reached out and supplemented what what I could help with, beyond what I could help with. And I believe at the time it was multiplication tables. She would send us some homework in advance, and then you'd go over it and over it and drill it together. And that was a that was a wonderful experience to see how much care took place to educate you. I had never seen that with my older children, and I appreciated so much. And I, I tell people often that, that you were closer to your teachers this way than any of your siblings were who had wonderful teachers in their brick-and-mortar classroom. But our teachers kind of became a part of our family, didn't they? Absolutely. I even invited some of them to my wedding. I sent them wedding invitations. Your perspective of standardized testing might have been, oh, no, did I teach them enough? Oh, no, am I up to par with the teachers at the brick-and-mortar schools? You weren't. You weren't my teacher. I had a teacher. You were just my learning coach. And it it probably showed with my math grades that you were not the best math teacher. (laughs) Yep, it might have. There's a weak spot. And so when there was a teacher there to back it up, I improved almost Mm -hmm. instantly. It took effort. It took work. My favorite thing about that time was, like you said, I was handed a bunch of stuff to go over and expected to be able to do it by the next class. My way of learning that was going outside some chalk, front lawn, front yard, and riding on the sidewalk. I'm sure my other classmates didn't do that, but we all had to learn the same things. I was able to learn the way I learned. You were, and that way was very successful. It's showing now by your dean's list in college and and the exciting medical career field you have ahead of you. Later in your high school years, you decided to return to a traditional school, and you graduated uh, top of your class Mm -hmm. as one of the valedictorians of a, and that, that must have felt pretty good. It did. It definitely gave me the confidence that I had been learning my entire life, that it wasn't this way of learning or that way of learning. My schooling through K-12 taught me, and I graduated valedictorian of high school and got into my dream college. I've been on the dean's list eight semesters, and I've never been behind in my education. In fact, you graduated with a large scholarship. More than full ride. A very good feeling was getting an academic-based scholarship. I'd been working on sports. I was hoping for a sports-based scholarship. I was offered some, but my highest paying one was academic-based. And your solid foundation came from your early schooling virtually. Mm -hmm. 
Well, thank you. Thank you for being a wonderful daughter and uh, joining me today. We'll have to do this again. It's been fun to talk to you. Yeah, I'll call you in five minutes. There you go. (laughs) We have a very close relationship and I hear from all but one almost every day. And that one is a young man who's, (laughs) he's a doctor and he's busy a lot, isn't he? (laughs) But those five daughters are on the phone with me often. We, We had a good relationship and it was not scarred by that time at home. Not at all. If anything, I would, if anything, I would claim that my relationship with you is far better because I spent all day with you. We knew each other pretty well and we could laugh at the same things and we cried a few times at the same things. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Holly. Good luck. Tell your husband hello for me. I will. Thank you. Thank you for listening to K-12 on Learning. To learn more about K-12's tuition-free public online schools, the Destinations Career Academies, or the international and private school options, go to k12.com. We invite you to subscribe so you can join us next time for K-12 on Learning.